Ladies and gentlemen, we are live with your first episode of 2024 for the Hughes Sports Podcast. I am, of course, your host, Jake Hughes. Alongside me, the old man. Old man, how the hell are you doing today? Um, uh, fine. You can, you can, you can tell us the truth. I, I don't. I, <laughs> Holy mother of heck! We're two minutes late, and it's all my fault because my computer is all effed up. Well, actually, what happened was I left my charger for my computer at work. Mm. So I'm having to use Ellison's computer, which has nothing. None of my, oh, none of my passwords. Log, none of your logins. None of your, none of your setup. So everything's a disaster. So, so. They call me old man, and I don't remember nothing. <laughs> I look really dark today. Um, I'm going to turn up my brightness because I look very like you I'm sitting dark. in a dark room. There we go. There we go. I had, I had a little bit of light. I got some light down there. Yeah, you got some Where, like blue light happening. Like, what is yeah, that? Yeah, it, blue, blue uh, it is Canucks colors. <laughs> uh, they are. It's the Canucks blue. Oh, oh, oh. So uh, there is a, right now, we are in the intermission. We are in second intermission, the game between Vancouver and New <laughs> York playing, played in Madison Square Garden. Um, this wasn't something on the list that I, I wanted to talk about, but I missed it because I was on the phone with people while the game was starting. You you sent out a tweet uh, today, right as the game was starting, and I'm, I'm going to read it word for word because I don't want to misquote you. At old man HSP on, on X or Twitter or whatever you want to call it. Wow, I'm not sure what tune she is singing O Canada to, but it is not the original. That was horrible. Dude. It was that bad? Oh my god. It was like, I was like, what the fudge is she singing? Even Ellison. Ellison was in the middle of cooking dinner and she looks over and goes, What is she singing? That's and then, wild. And then she sang. This uh, American national anthem, Star Spangled Banner, and it was horrible. I don't know where they really? found this woman. Really, this is this is Madison Square freaking gardens, people. I would, I would assume that they would have like the best PA announcer, the best. It's <laughs> like would... it's Madison Square Garden. This this lady had like hand warmers. I don't know. Why do you, you need stay hand warm. warmers? You're inside. Yeah, you're on the ice, but you're inside. Come on. But they're American. They're not used to like minus 20 degree weather Celsius when you wake up in the morning. Yeah, that was how cold it was this morning. Yeah, we, we finally got cold weather and the old man decided to actually start to work and have to go outside. So Yeah, well, not good. Teach you, teach you to get a job. Yeah, exactly. Speaking but of it's, jobs. Speaking of jobs. If anybody needs a car, give me a call. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, that's it. You know, we we plug we plug my stream. We plug your 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 channeling business. Now we have another plug to to sell the phone. Um, if you are in in the area, by the way, I'm, I'm going to eat a kiss. Just so you're wondering what I'm doing. We're in the middle of a podcast. You don't eat on the show. What is this? It's 2024. We don't. You still don't eat on the air. I do. You just haven't seen me. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Oh, I wanted to we've put been, the hockey game on. We have been off. I have it on um, in, in the top corner of my screen so I can see it as we're... Cool. The puck drop is about to happen for the third period. Five to two for the Canucks. Um, but we've been away for a little bit. It's been three weeks since we've recorded did anything. Mm -hmm. um, and then I realized we recorded and I edited 
uh, an episode for the World Juniors, and I was up in uh, Lloyd Minster, which is for reference. Did you not put it six, out? Six hours away when I realized I left it on my computer and then didn't upload it because it was exporting and I went to bed because I'm a responsible adult when I have to work. And then the day I left for Lloyd Minster, I just turned off my computer because I was like, oh, I'm done. Don't need to do anything. And it was like the 24th when it was supposed to come out. And I was like, oh, no. So we have an we have an episode that we recorded and never released. Maybe one day we'll release that. Maybe we'll make that like and, a, and, a, and, a and you get give me crap for having a kiss on air. Yeah. Because we're on air, we're live. People are listening to us, and they're like, "What is that we were, delicious?" We, we what recorded is that? something, and you didn't put it out. Yeah, but no one knew what they missed until I brought it up. They missed the best episode ever, and now it'll be gone forever, unless we promise to release it at a certain like. Why? Sub- what? Yeah, I mean that's uh, that's one thing. That's the first thing I want to talk about this this podcast. But um, it was a World Junior preview. And I we I think we're we talked about it. Canada's team was not slated to be the best team. No, they weren't. But um, we still expect. We still have ex- Yeah, what, we what had we, we had expectations of of. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's our tournament. Like that's a tournament we we win. And let's just jump into it because it was it was not a good tournament for the Canadians. It was horrible. It really um, was. Yeah, like, I, I'm trying to, like, they're kids. I get it. And death threats. Let's just make, let's make this very clear up front because I, I want to make sure we're clear on this. The death threats and the bullying on the internet is unacceptable. You also have a guest in your room. I don't know if you're aware and opened your door behind you. Um, <laughs> what else is good? It's, it's 2024. It's It's all a mess now. Everything's a me, I can't stand up. All right. <laughs> no, um, I mean, I just can't stand up. I'm too fat and old. Uh, that makes sense. That makes sense. <clears throat> no, it was it was a very mediocre tournament for the Canadians from the very, very beginning. Yeah. Um, they just didn't look good. They had no cohesion. There wasn't the chemistry that's usually instant for the Canadians, even though it's a team that's thrown together pretty much last minute. And I don't know. It just, I guess you can't, you can't win them all, but we can be, we can expect to, but I want to go back to the death threats. I didn't hear any of this. I kind of tuned out. After, um, after the loss in the uh, quarters, first time in 25 years i was five let's put that in perspective i was five the last time the the canadians didn't make it to the quarter or past the quarters wow no one was watching it back then like don't get me wrong i'm sure it was still an event but it was not the event that tsn has turned it into yes true enough but um after it there there was like all sorts of comments on their on their personal social medias about how they should be ashamed to show their face in Canada and if they ever did that uh, that they'd get what's coming to them and all sorts of just terrible things. Oh, that's not cool. I no. mean I was disappointed, but um obviously And I'm going to criticize them as if they're professionals. Yes, exactly. Hey, they are professionals. We have a puppy on here. I told you you had a guest in your in your in your office there. That's not the crackhead devil dog. That's the good 
the crackhead devil dog is the good dog. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, whatever. Um, um, oh, sorry. Watching the game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, regroup. Now, figure out what they're going to do. Oh, oh. Figure, figure out what they're going to do. do for next year. Sorry, Rangers just scored to bring it to 5 3. I think you're you're ahead of me by a little bit, so uh, no spoilers. Oh, sorry. Well, it's not my fault. You're slow. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was what went wrong. We didn't we didn't put enough goals in, and we didn't win. We didn't score more points, more goals than the other teams did. But so it's a. It, I mean, yeah. That there's there's it's evident. By watching the Americans play, because they're the ones who won, and I didn't watch any of the games after Canada lost. I watched the highlights because I like to know what's going on, and um, I have American friends, so I was really hoping that the three Canucks prospects would would beat the Americans. I and have the American three friends that I wanted them to lose and feel the pain that we felt. And I want to and I want to clarify the the. Sorry, something else I want to talk about. Let's let's get through this point. One thought at a time, Jake. Um, yeah, welcome to my brain today. The Americans national development team has created so much cohesion and so much um, familiarity with all these players that they had a system that they knew they were going to play. They knew their role. Yeah. Where And we've talked about it. You mentioned it just before, is that this team from Canada was thrown together. Well, and I think what's happening is a lot of the other countries are now catching up to Canada. Um, and it's not the cakewalk that it has been in 10 years ago. Last year, if it wasn't, and I'm just going to be blunt, if it wasn't for one player, Connor Bernard, we don't win. Like, and I want to look through, so I'm looking at the group's schedule. Or the group uh, standings this past for this year, there's only one team without a win, and that was Norway. Yeah, every other team had a win, which is very like it's like oh that's not that is shocking. Like yeah. it's not something that normally happens. Germany beat the Swedes. Yeah, first Canada time in barely, forever. Canada beat Finland, lost to the Swedes, and barely beat Germany and destroyed Latvia. Poor yeah. Latvia. Like I, I feel in those types of games, I honestly I feel bad for the kids because. 10 nothing. it's like, ugh. ugh. But goal differential is the second tiebreaker. Well, and you have to. You have to keep going, or, right? Yeah. So, like, and then you've got Slovakia came in second in the group. Behind Czechia. Like, those aren't teams. Those are teams that were always have always been in the World Juniors, like, not competitively, but they're, they've are they always been there. They're now yeah, competitive. Exactly. They're beating the United States. They're beating teams like Canada. And they're pushing pushing us to be better. Yeah. But what can Canada do now to be better? Do we need to look at a Canadian national development team? Well, I think, to be honest, Hockey Canada has been in disarray. And I yeah. can speak kind of from behind the scenes because I was trying to put together a package with them when I was working with the Rod Peterson show. And they're in disarray. Like, they're trying to regroup um and rebrand and re blah blah re re well, re re they re, have, re as they should they they have a bunch of egg on their face oh they yeah and it, it doesn't just go away no. so i think what we're seeing 
is a reflection of the chaos. Um, will next year be different? Yeah, of course it will. Um, Canada's got too many good players to not be a contender, at least winning a medal. I mean, am I saying they're going to come out and win gold? Well, yeah, I want them to. Will they? Eh, who knows? But I can guarantee you they're going to be um, better top to bottom, um, better defense, better offense. You can't blame the goalie. What's his name played? No. He stood on his head. Well, and not only that, but he was, we talked about it in the show, which never went out, was that yeah. um, uh, Ru- Rousse- Rousseau was yeah. probably going to be your, your starting goalie. He was. And not just that, but he went to the coaches after the game, after one of the games, because they were playing back to back in the group stage and said, I want tomorrow's game. Yeah. Right. Like he, he's a goalie who wants to get those reps in and wants to play as much yeah. as possible. Exactly. So it's, there's also, sorry, I'm, I'm looking off to the side of the screen here. Cause I'm cr- trying to find the numbers. Cause I read uh, an article um, that it's actually, there's actually a huge drop in team sports for youths um, since the pandemic. Oh yeah. Is I that doubt there's, there's a whole there's, group of kids that stop playing. Whole group of kids that stop playing, stop developing. Right. And yeah. you're going to start seeing that coming through. And now you're also seeing parents not wanting to put their kids into um, contact sports. Yeah. I don't think that's affecting that level yet. But I think it will. Like I think we're it seeing. Will. I think we're going to oh, see. I don't disagree, but I don't think that could be used as what happened, what went wrong. No, but I think what you can do is if you're if you're Hockey Canada, right, trying to trying to rebrand, is you reach out to those people and find out how to be better. Yes. You those are the, that's your target of who you want to to be like. You're doing this. Let's figure it out. Yeah. Right. Well, one one thing they could have done, which they didn't is when Bettman came out and said, oh, we're not going to allow any pride tape or any pride things or anything like that. Wouldn't have been cool if Hockey Canada, the president of Hockey Canada, called the news conference the next day and said, we will. Yeah, this is unacceptable. And we encourage, not only do we endorse all of these, we encourage our players. And we if there are any... what the NHL has done. And if there are any fines... From those players that are Canadian, we will front the money. Yeah. Like they should have been, that would have been a small step. So again, I think what we're seeing is the disorganization, the whole, it was crap. And yeah. it showed on the ice. It really did. Yep. I, I mean, I don't don't mean to be blunt, but it, what was put out on the ice was a freaking dog poo-poo. And as our good friend, Mr. Peterson, said live on the air, don't give me the excuse they're kids. No. Nope. No. And that's why I want to preface this this entire conversation with, they are kids, but I'm not going to treat them like kids. I'm not going to no. say, I'm not going to go pitchforks to their to their front doors, their parents' house. But These are, these are young adults, kids, um, looking most of them to are play in the NHL. It's most of them are adults. Let's not kid ourselves. Yes. We call them kids. They're not, it's a 19 year old tournament. It's an under 20 tournament. Yeah. So, I mean, the only true kid on that team, in my opinion, was Macklin Celebrini. Yeah. Who's, who's 17. Best, one of the best the, players on the ice. The spotlights and very different than Connor Bedard could and was not 
the same player and could not put an entire team onto his back to, to win a, no. a, a, a tournament. I think the two players in my mind, three players, was the goalie Rousseau. Yep. Geeky. And um, the one uh, you Matt, just Celebrini. 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 Um, I think those three players stood out. I also think above all the rest. There was the defenseman, and I'm blanking on his name right now, and I feel really bad. The really tall defenseman. Um, I'm starting the guy to dislike, who's. I'm starting to dislike tall defensemen. Yeah, I know you have issues with. My dog <laughs> thinks. I, my dog thinks that her name is Effen Myers. <laughs> without that's it being fair. abbreviated. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I can't think of his name and it's going to bug me, but we, uh, yeah, there, so that, there was very few bright spots a, from in a heartbeat, 20 minutes. <laughs> um, yeah, it's the few bright spots for team Canada. However, the Canucks had a three big bright spots and I want to touch on it very briefly. Um, EP, EP 40. Or sorry, EPD, Elias Patterson defenseman. I sorry, I saw Eli- they showed Elias Patterson on the oh, screen. I'm like, why are you talking about him? We're talking about the World Juniors, dude. Uh, I'm I'm going to refer to him as EPD for the foreseeable future until he EPD, gets a number. I like it. EPD is exactly what he's billed as. Yeah. A shutdown, stay-at-home defenseman. You're not going to get a lot of pizzazz out of him. And when you notice him, it's because he's making a mistake and he's not doing his job. And I didn't notice him in the two sweetest games I watched. And that's perfect. That's what I want from him. When, when 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 can he play? I think he needs another year. I think he yeah, needs. From what I've, I've heard and read, he's going to be in Abbotsford next year, and then that's that. Out. That I think is the goal. Yeah, um, I think that would be if if he's plays the whole year in Abbotsford next year, and then comes up in uh, for twenty twenty six season. That is that is a positive. Yeah. The other prospect who I think is a very, very, very similar path is going to be Tom Willander, who was our draft pick this year and looked good, but he was a he was an 18 year old in a 19 year in a 19 year old tournament, and I think we'll get more opportunities next year. Yes, and then the star, the the apple of Canucks fandom. Was Jonathan Lekaramachi. Who I have very high expectations for. Sorry, I'm I'm trying to not get overly excited about you about get him. overly excited? No. <laughs> but does he make Kuzmenko replaceable? That is a question I think we should all be asking ourselves. Can he? Oh, can he play this year? After his season is done in in Sweden, he wants to come. The team wants him to come over. Whether he's playing in Abbotsford or he's playing with the big club really depends. D wants you to get excited. Apparently, just saying. <laughs> so in reality. He's not going to play this year. He, if he does play, it'll Abbots- be in Abbots- more than likely Abbots- in Abbotsford. Um, only because the Canucks are actually... Oh, Horonic's giving it to the ref. I don't know what happened there. Um, slashing. Was it a weak slashing call? Yeah, I think so. 
No, that was the slashing call. So was it? Uh, I didn't see the, it. the the um hi D. I think I think you I think we uh, flustered poor Jake here. He can't even put thoughts together anymore. Um, <laughs> Lakaramaki, if he if the Canucks were on the path from last year. Lakaramaki would 100% be playing with the big club to get reps and get comfortable yes. because we're going to be pushing for top spot in the Pacific. You can't you can't throw a, a any brand new player to the North American game into that type of pressure situation. No, no, no. It'll be I think you'll see both of them both of those Swedish players come to Abbotsford next year and uh with Lakaramaki um Lakaramaki 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 I'll get it right by the time he's playing um no you won't (laughs) no I won't (laughs) uh he'll be playing um I'm guessing halfway through I think if he comes into camp into training camp and really um excels I think he could start the season on the big team fucking weirdo for those just listening, he just put another kiss into his mouth. I don't know what's going on, but um, anything else you want to talk about with the World Juniors? Nope. Okay. Hey, so, wasn't into it. Do you want to know what went wrong? Can I tell everybody what really went wrong? They were playing in Sweden, and you had to work during the game. Jake or... abandoned me, and we didn't watch the the tournament together, and that's what no, went that's... wrong. Can one I, game, who, one who, game, one game. Who was busy? Who was who was busy for the second game and the third game and the fourth game? Because it wasn't me, wasn't this guy. I tell you, you abandon your old man. I'll fucking come over there, old man. <laughs> but no, no. let's talk. Let's talk about our beloved <clears throat> surging Canucks, who are again in the midst of a five to three game against the Rangers and the Rangers um, have a power play with like 10 seconds left and I think they just uh, we just killed it and there's only there's not minutes. 10 seconds I was gonna say not 10 seconds left in the game 10 seconds left in the power play in the power play that's what I meant um but most recently something I want to talk about is the re the reforming of the lotto line yes which if you for those ill-informed is is uh Brock Besser wears number six EP40, who Elias Patterson wears number 40, and JT Miller wears number 9, 649. Now, hold on. I want you to make this clip. Darren brought this up to Rod Peterson today on the air, and you know what Rod did? He rolled yeah, he didn't his like damn it. eyes. Well, no, I, first off, I was listening during that part. Secondly, um, I believe that was um, Houston, or not Houston, sorry, uh, Shorthouse who came up with that name, or uh, Shorty, not Kevin Bieksa. It's been around for about three years. Where the fuck have you guys been on goddamn Canucks hockey? And Canada, Canada show dare, my ass. Don't you dare roll your eyes at one of my, the best lines ever to play the game. Yeah, he. I was going to say, he probably likes the fact that there was like an HBK line and not realizing uh, on Pittsburgh where HBK came from. <laughs> Oh, okay. Carry on. But yeah, six forty nine. Shot at Roddy. Six forty nine. Back together. Um, it's been amazing. Just like they put them together, and it was like they were never apart. 
Well, it's almost like you put like your most talented player with two players who are half a step behind instead of two steps behind in, in talent wise. And all of a sudden it looks like Elias Patterson doesn't have to do everything on the ice. He can well, give the puck to JT Miller and know he's going to be okay or give the puck to Brock Besser. And he knows the puck might come back. There was a goal today. And I wish I had the ability to just like bring it up and show and really do the telestrator. And because JT Miller had the puck at the blue line, he knew EP 40 was going to be looking for the puck behind the net and he fires it behind the net. EP 40 picks it up and Miller goes right for the net. Boom. It's in the back of the net. It's like they're meant for each other. It was the, uh, sorry, I'm trying to find it here because I have clips of most of the guy, most of the lines or the, most of the goals. Jesus, that was I hard think for me to say. it was number two. The connection. It, it was number one. The one where J, the, JT Miller scored it, right? Yes. The one that you messaged me about. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I can was bring that the it up. The one that went so... behind the net and then. Yeah. Here, I'll bring it up here. Uh... It was amazing. It was just one of those goals where the old man almost had a heart attack. So. Th- so here, I'm going to bring it in. I'm going to actually pause it. So, so he brings it down. He knew he was, not only that, his head is down, looking at the puck, making sure he gets it. He yes. knows Miller is here. Exactly. Right? And. Go back. Go back a little bit. Go back. Okay. Go I'll back. go back go to the beginning of the clip. So Where's, where's Miller? Find me Miller. Uh, Miller, Miller. Oh, I'm Miller's pointing here. at it. Miller is here. Yes. Right? Okay. This is Brock and this is Petey. Right. So Veronics down here and Hughes is, sorry, I'm Pay attention to Miller. Okay, so we're watching Miller here, everyone. Able to sweep it up to the ear shot. Canucks keep the puck in. Besser turns and hooks it behind the goal for Pedersen. And it's the upside of having them play together for so long is that their skill set all works so well together. Yes. It makes things fluid and 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 great. And again, folks, if you're you're just listening, there's a reason why we keep telling you every week that you gotta watch. watching. You're only getting half the experience. We love that you're listening. Don't get me wrong. I get it. Not everyone can be free at the same time every single day, and we love the support no matter which way you can. But my recommendation is watch on YouTube if you can whether it's live or recorded, because yeah. you get the full experience. And I want to do more of this. This is something I actually wanted to talk to you about for the new year is kind of pick Breaking things down. apart, break things down. Because as I'm listening and watching more and more content and talking to other people, we have such, and it's not because we've ever played hockey. It's because we've watched a lot and we like to break things down. We can bring that to people. So if you're listening and you're watching and you like break those breakdowns, please let us know. We'll do more of them. Maybe we'll do it. Uh, and, and release them out onto uh, TikTok and do shorts and stuff like that as well. I'd love to do a whole one whole segment just on effing Myers effing up. I mean, find me the clips and we can do it. I don't know how to find this. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So, yeah, I mean, from one very, very positive subject to something that's not so positive. Um, but he's in the lineup again tonight. So we got six minutes left. We're still up 5-3, by the way. Let's go. 
And this is a this is a big test to this game because the Rangers are doing just as good as the Canucks are. Better. And it's it's making me concerned that I might have to live at your house if there's like a playoff series between the two oh, teams. Oh, can you imagine go... the Stanley Cup? Yeah, 30 years later? 1994 to 2024. Except <laughs> my roommate, my roommate may or may not be a Rangers fan. And I may or may not be in Europe. Oh, you're such a dick. D, hey, if I, D, if D, I, D, 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 help me out here. First, we don't get to watch the World Juniors together. Now he's it. telling me that if we go all the way, he's going to abandon me. So I, should I not tell you that I watched a World Juniors game with D? <sighs> Carry on. <laughs> I'm just going to watch the game. Um, Andre Kuzmenko. Love-hate relationship, it feels like, with Rick Tockett. As in that Rick Tockett loves to hate him. I don't know if it's a love-hate relationship or he just... Um, he's the odd man out. You know what I mean? Well, well, the problem is is he's he's not playing the way Rick Tockett wants the team to play. Well, And... And it doesn't feel like he's learning. Like, and it's not learning. It's just adapting to the different coaching styles that Talkit wants. Well, and there was three plays in the first period that I really paid attention to because I was kind of watching when Kazmenko was on the ice just to see. And there was three times where he missed a pass that he should have had. His passing was subpar. And then he tried to be a ballerina in front of the net again. And it's like, these are the things that Talkit has literally pointed out in press conferences, specifically saying, you know, he needs to work on his passing. He needs to work on receiving a pass, blah, blah, blah. And if you're, and if you're not going to do that, then do the things that Talkit really likes, which we know is board battles and forechecking. And if you're not doing that, talk it I, and i don't blame talk it it's like it's it, you have a job and a new you have a new boss and they're like hey we need you to work 445 instead of five and you get off 15 minutes early we're shifting your shift 15 minutes early okay cool either you start doing that or you find a new job yes so i get why he's being cut it just sucks that you're cutting someone who's worth six million dollars on the cap sheet well that's what i i made a comment on the stanchions um tw- uh Tweet X, whatever you want to call it. And I'm like, it just hurts to see $6 million cap hit sitting on the bench. Um, or not even sitting on the bench, sitting in the press box. I was going to say, it'd, it'd be different if he was sitting on the bench, at least like where he's paying to be like in his gear and sweating through the game. I don't think they're even in the press box. Are they the players? I don't know. That's a good sometimes, question. It, yeah. yeah, sometimes. I do know this from listening to um, uh, Rink Wide with Jeff Patterson. Oh, okay. Um, they sometimes they're in the press box. Sometimes they're in the gym. Depends. I think it depends on what they're there for. Yeah. Like exactly. if you're if you're a injury and you're close to getting ready, you might bike through the whole game while mm. watching it. If you're being cut, being healthy, scratch because they want you to watch something, you You'll best be, be in watching in the you're in the press box watching. Um. So, so yeah, I, if we're not going to play them. If that's the decision, and um, then trade them, get some futures. And that's for them. and that's where you I'm thinking. Like, a free agent next year? 
No, we signed him for a couple years. That's I'm looking it up right now. Actually, did you? Okay, I wasn't sure how long we signed him for. To, uh, to the end of twenty four, twenty five. So next year, okay. So trade him. I mean, yeah. Either fa- fall in so line. So it's five and it's five him. and a half million dollar um, contract. Still, but five and a half which is makes no difference. But it's still gonna it it does because that's a hard contract. To, like six million is impossible to move right now. Five and a half is still hard to move. We'll we'll have to retain. Can we? Uh, I don't know. Depends what we get. No, I mean, can we? I don't think we can. Oh. You're only allowed a certain percentage in a, of the salary cap and a certain amount of retained salary. Maybe that's why we're not trading them. Or is it waiting Jake, for the, the right you, move? You have some homework to do this week. Yes. Look into that. I, do. I will. Yeah, because if we can't retain, that's going to make that move 17 times harder. 17, not 18. <laughs> No, 17. Okay. Not 20, not to... 15, 17. Okay. Just wanted to make yeah. sure that number was I, correct. I committed to the number. Well, we're very precise here on the Hugh Sports Podcast. Very. Do you want to kiss? No, I'm I'm good, thanks. Okay. I have three left. Oh, you started with five or you started with six? Did, did I miss one? No, I had five. Okay. Okay. <laughs> D, do you want um, to kiss? D, does D want to kiss? D? Who else is watching? I can't see, obviously, because I'm... Computer he's, he's having all sorts of computer issues today. Don't we don't even want to start him on that. But you know what we do? Him? What we do want to start him on is um getting back to writing some articles for the Hugh Sports website. Yeah, we haven't written game. anything in a while, eh? Wow, it's almost like you don't check the website ever because this morning I posted an article. Oh, you finally wrote something. I finally wrote something. Nice. Um, kind of a 2024 storylines to watch. Um, for I put four of the main points that I think is are going to be the most interesting and most talked about storylines oh, cool. for the Canucks this year. Um, one of them is negative. I couldn't be all positive because let's face it, we're Canucks fans. Um, because regression is going to happen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, fans. Sorry, Canucks fans. It's going to happen. Sorry. There's two minutes left, and we're up 5-3 against the Rangers. This is one of the games I might add. We'll talk about my picks later, but this is one of the games I counted losing. Yeah, so that's clearly what's up next. But what I want to do, actually, is uh, because we I asked you on Twitter, because we weren't doing a show, and I found a really good calendar that laid out all the games for January. Um, so I asked you on Twitter. If you're not following us on Twitter, or X, or whatever the hell you want to call it, and I've, I've heard people call it X-Witter now, like replacing the T with an X or, or, or X or Xer or Elon's Elon social media, whatever you want to call it. I don't care. Follow us. You can follow the, the, the podcast at HSP underscore pod. You can follow the old man at old man HSP. You can follow me at J E H streams as in J streams, because I don't just do this podcast. I do other things as well, but we'll plug that at the end of the show. Um, and the old man, you predicted that in the 13 games in January, we will go 9-3-1. and one. And currently, we are 2-1-0. and oh. And I want to ask... 3-1-0. And, oh. and I... Let's, let's calm down now. We don't count our chickens before they hatch. They just scored an empty netter. We're going to be 3-1-0. Okay. and oh. I, To be fair, we, we just missed an empty netter on my screen, so I'm not going to say... It's 6-3. To to and it's... So we're currently 3-1-0. and oh. So uh, I'm going to... I'm gonna, I think I'm, I'm, I think I let him lose three. Might have to change that, but I, I can't. Yeah. So, I so I want to go, I want to get your, your takes on that. 
because you you very confidently put it out nine three and one. Yep. Did you put much thought behind that, or did you just tweet it out? Because I wasn't with you over Christmas. I was up uh, away from you. No, uh, I looked. Just... I looked at the okay. record. I looked at who they're playing, and I looked at what kind of like. Right now, they've won six of their last ten, and um, so if we can win. 10 of the next 13 i think that pretty much stays on par if we can go nine three and one in january we will be laughing i'm already laughing to be blunt like at this point i think last i heard and i i I don't have the odds in front of me right now um we had like a 94 percent chance to make the playoffs take it to the bank 94 percent chance of making the playoffs if you told me that we had a 94% chance coming into the season in, in January, I'd be like, yeah, to not make the playoffs. That would 100% would have been my answer. And we would have been on to our, we would have been on to another coach. We would, and we would have been yelling, take, take. Like, we already have, we already have Aiden Celebrini. Might as well try to get another b- brother duo. Yeah. Um, um, now the question is, we're going to make we, the playoffs. Are we a contender? Can we make a run? Playoffs are a different ball game. Um, you don't have the free flowing that we have that you're seeing in a game like today, where it's six to three. They're going to be freaking hard grinding games. You do. I, I, I'm sorry, and, and I'm probably going to be one of the few people who reject. I reject that idea in this day and age of the NHL. You're going to see high scoring games you're gonna you see so? games do you the, think we're the, back to that we 100 we are like and we'll get into it but the fact that people were talking about the we won't even get into the the what we're, we'll talk about after this but the the hit in the double ihf that's one thing we never talked on the hit that the our tall defenseman he six four hit a guy who's five eleven, and they gave him a con a hitting to the head penalty the guy didn't leave his feet. He his arms were tucked, but he made contact with his head because his head's at his shoulder. But you're you're um, trying to use an NHL rule yes, for IHF. And I respect. I can't remember who it was. I think it was double IHF rule says any contact with a head is a match penalty. Not Bob McKenzie. Bob McKenzie on the panel in the intermission of that game explained it perfectly. Yes. Because you could tell he didn't agree with the call, but was he was explained by the freaking horrible call. But, but by the letter of the law in Double A, that's the right the rule. Now they, in the NHL, that hit happens. Is that a penalty? No, it's not even not a even, minute. I think people are upset about it. I think that's where we're at in the NHL. People are upset about that hit. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And, but it's not a penalty. So, so, because... so I think it's, I think eventually, like we're getting to the point now where those big hits don't happen. Those grindy games that you get in the playoffs are going to change to be five to six games, not three to two games. I don't know. I, I mean, it's from what we're seeing in this season, I'm, I can't really argue with you except for the fact history says um, yep. playoffs are more of a grind because you're playing so much. You're playing every other night. Um, and it's a grind. It's you're playing the same team for seven games, yep. potentially minimum of four games, minimum of four games, and that's that's hard as it yeah. is. 
Hey, look at that. Our ticker updated. We are currently 3-1-0 and oh in January. Up to date. That's what you get when you listen to HSP. That's what you get. But, so I think it's like, can you classify, can you take your fandom goggles away, your irrational fandom no. goggles off, and are we a contender? <sighs> I let me because all we can do is go by what we've seen so far this year. Yep. How many games? What are we? Uh, 40 games hard. in, I think over 40, like just past four, just at the halfway mark. Or are so. we at the halfway mark now? I think so. Let me No, we're not 30, no. 37, 40 games. Yeah. So we're two, we're one game shy of the halfway mark. So we're halfway. Oh, that was a beautiful goal. Sorry, they were showing uh, EP40's goal, and that's when I almost had a heart attack. Um, <laughs> so with the 40 games that we've played so far, that's really all we can go on. And looking at those 40 goals, I can't see any team in the NHL beating us over a seven-game series. I can see. I can see three. I can see three teams that beat us in a seven game series. Vegas, Rangers, Los Angeles. And I think, and I, and I think I, sorry, I don't believe the Winnipeg hype. I think everyone needs to calm down. This is what Winnipeg does. They get on streaks there. And uh, I know we, we taught, we listened to Rod Peterson today and, and uh, Darren brought it up as well, where it's like with Edmonton, but no one's talking about it with Winnipeg. They are a consistently streaky team. They yeah. go on runs for two months at a time where they're terrible, and then they go on two months at a run where they're the best team in the NHL. Exactly. What happens in the playoffs is you don't get those runs. You don't have the chance for those runs. Either you're bad and you lose in four games, or you're great and you win and you move on. Yeah. So I don't believe the Winnipeg hype. I don't believe they're that good of a team. So, but I think I think LA is just a matchup that we will have be we will struggle against. Like my favorite co-host in the world, Mr. Darren. Guess I'm chop liver. Two point. He agreed with me. Yes, we're a contender. We have to be. We can't look at anything else but the 40 games we've played because we can't you... go to the past. It's not the same. We, no, we but you can't can... predict the future because it no. hasn't happened. But we can take but... the last 40 games. It's a we're not pretenders. We're, we're not, not pretenders streaky. in the regular season. No, we're not streaky. They're like this, I, I was going to say, coming into January here and doing like three, three, one and zero, oh, and as long as we continue on that that stretch, we're not streaky. Like we've proven that through the first four months or three months and a half of the season so far. What are we? Twenty eight and nine or something. Twenty twenty six, eleven and three. Twenty six, eleven and three. I mean. Anybody that says the Canucks on January 8th at 7.44 p.m. Mountain Time, anybody that says they're not contenders hasn't watched what we've watched this year. I've watched every single game. My only concern, my only concern is playoffs. The game does change a bit. Right. And, And I know I was just arguing that it doesn't change as drastically, but it still changes. And the pressure that you have in a market like Vancouver changes. Don't get me wrong. 
there, I think there was, there's a lot of pressure on these players, no matter what in a Canadian market or in a high pressure market, like New York, uh, Pittsburgh, those types of markets. But that pressure amplifies. We in the playoff. will. Again, I could put my medium hat on and ask my spirit guides. And, and they'll tell you to F They'll right tell off. me, uh, you can't. No, you're not allowed to know these things because so many different things. Hell, Demko could. No, I'm not going to put out in the universe. All we can look at is the last 40 games. Yep. We're good. We're damn good. I just, I just. I keep saying it. I, I just need to temper my expectations, I think, because. 20, 2011 was a was a heartbreak of a of a of a of a season, of a of the ending. Everything was so much fun, so great, and then now I look back on it and it's just it's pain and, and it's a toxic relationship. It was great, it was fantastic, and then it ended horribly. So, so what happened? We what? <laughs> you want me to put that expectations onto this year? I. I can't have my heart broken again like that. I have not seen a better team wearing my colors since that team. Yep. I and I wholeheartedly I wholeheartedly agree since the 2012 season. The yeah, 2011 like just... 11-2012 season because we it was that year that we won the President's Trophy again. Yeah. And then got swept, or not? I don't think we got swept. Did we get swept? It was either four or five games against the Flames, or was it seven games? I don't remember. It was it was a first round exit either way. Yeah, against the Flames. I have. <laughs> I think this is it. I think we've put together. Do we need to make some adjustments before March eighth? Yeah, I think so. I think we need but, a couple. We need another defenseman um, that can play. So we this need is another something. Top six forward. So do we? If Kuzmenko's on the outs here, right? Which we it all looks like, and it all like not just us fans, but the experts are also being like, time to time to start looking that there's a very realistic possibility of a trade happening. Yes. Um. Do you trade Kuzmenko? for another top six piece that's underperformed? Like, what do you get? What's a return for Kuzmenko that you're happy with? Cause you can't just trade him for, for futures. If you're, if you're all in on this season, if you're a contender, you ride with them, you're winning, you're winning. And that's the thing. And that's where I'm kind of, that's why if you're not watching, you can't see me kind of going back and forth because would it be nice to have another top six that could put the puck in the net? Of course it would be. Would it be great to have a right-handed defenseman from Calgary? Of course it would be. Will it happen? But I don't ah. Should it happen? <laughs> yeah. If the price is right, right? Like, and, and that's, that's a big thing. Key. Like, you trade, don't Kuzmenko, trade Kuzmenko for... Trading Kuzmenko just to trade Kuzmenko because he's not, it's not working out and harming the team is only going to harm the team. And at this point, we don't have to. Like, we're not... We're not, it's a, not like we're not in a dire need of anything. We're no. first in our division. We're beating the Stanley Cup champions. 
we just beat one of the best teams in the league with the Rangers. We're not the Calgary Flames. We're not the Oilers. We're not the Oilers. Drastic. I mean, the Oilers are on fire, but um, but they dug not... themselves such a big hole that they're they oh, should yeah. be up where we are. But they dug themselves a hole that they're now digging themselves out of. Ella Canucks, um, last year. I'm going to say it. This is the team that's going to take us deep to into like, the playoffs. And not just that, but our goal differential. We're at a plus 50 goal differential. The Jets, I think, are the, the Jets are the next closest in third at a plus 38. And they've played one less game than us. That's like, it's, I keep shaking my head. I mean, I talked to my oldest brother, Rick, who's been a, diehard Canuck fan along with myself since they started and we it, we shake our heads it's like we watch every single game we text during every single game yep and we're both like is the bottom gonna fall out is this the is this the game and then they come out and des- like literally I don't want to say destroy the Rangers but six threes not a and not a one of those game one of those was an empty netter, so even uh, five three. It's not it's, a close it's, game. No, it's right? it's it's a good victory. Yeah, we got outshot. I'm sure. Last time I looked, but they were like double the shots on us. We had five goals on seventeen shots. Yeah, at one point. it's like then you play. Then all you have to do is play defense. It was five to two. It was um, like it's every time that they they have a bad game. It if it's not the game right after, it's the next game that they come out and say. No, this is our game, and, and it's not just oh, we're gonna come out and dominate. It's good. We're gonna come out and we're gonna play our style of game. We're gonna force you to play our style of game, exactly. and we're gonna and we're gonna run up the score. And that's the key because like Rangers came out and scored the first goal in this game, and I was like, oh no, I was helping Ellie cook dinner, and I was like, oh no, here we go. Within a minute, Miller puts a puck in the net. That didn't happen last year. That didn't happen for the last ten years. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is a team that has heart, has chemistry, has the skill, passion. They're irrational fans. Well, and and the big thing is, and it's like, you look at Talkit. Talkit is very similar to JT Miller. And that's why I think that relationship there is as strong as it is because Talkit, and he's talked about it, he has been a JT Miller where he's lost his cool. Yes. He's able to focus those players and bring that out of them. Like, Patterson, um, the game that they lost, where they played really well, but they they or they won, but they didn't play that well. Yes, recently, and a media reporter in the scrum, it was Wyatt who uh, put it into the stanchies yes. um, about this, and a media member accidentally kicked a skate and it shot it again uh, across the room, and the death stare from Petey. We've all seen it. If you've never seen it, just type in P- uh, Patterson death stare, the death stare that he gave them was as if they had just lost and they had won. Yeah. Like they, they had won the game and they were all like, this is weird. Like it's not, a, they're not celebrating. They're not, they're, they're not, their expectation is. It's up there. It's, um, it's funny. Cause I talked to a young guy at work today. Um, he's in his early twenties. And um, every time I see him, I'm like, did you sell a car today? And he laughs. Eh? And he's, he's like, I love that you, um, you hold me to a high standard 
And I'm like, well, because that's what you got to do. And that's what the Canucks are doing right now is they've got that high standard that... And it's it's not it, just about the wins. It's how they're playing. Yes. Hey, yeah, we got the win, but we didn't do A, B, and C right, and we're going to be better. And you can and see when somebody Fs up on the ice, they triple effort to make up for it. You know what I mean? Like I've yeah. seen Miller screw up and, and miss a pass or his pass goes there, and, and then he's and then like flying around the ice trying to make up for it well and not just that he'll go to the like and i've seen it happen where he's had a bad shift or things aren't going they'll go to the bench they'll slam their stick have a hissy fit and then the next shift out they're back on their horses and look out exactly i it was funny because they were showing miller in the first intermission yeah because i didn't watch the second intermission and um kind of talking about how He's a bulldog and just knocking people over. And that's the type of player he is, but he's holding everybody else to that standard now. Well, and I think like Hughes has the C on his chest and Hughes is definitely a leader in that locker room, but they've been talking about it since the beginning of, of talk. It's era is that it's a committee. It's done by committee. It's a leadership by committee. And since, and and it's, I don't want to sound like I'm, shitting on Bo Horvat because I think Bo Horvat was one of the best captains we've had was put into a lot of shitty situations and was the voice and face of the Canucks during a, the, one of the darkest eras. Oh, for sure. But him being removed from that captaincy position and allowing it to be a group effort from the, from these guys, I think has really helped the team. It's yeah. So going back to the, like 15 minutes later, going back to the original question, are they contenders? I already said they are. You haven't. I, I, I can't put them as contenders until we see them in the playoffs, because you have you've had teams like the Islanders for a stretch there for five years where they were great, they were a fantastic team, but were they ever contenders? No. Well, you look at Boston last year. Great team, should have been contenders, but weren't. They were the best team on the ice. Tampa Bay before they went on their run of uh, three cups in four years or whatever it was, really great team. Couldn't, weren't contenders once yeah, they made exactly. into playoffs. So, yeah, they, th- this might be the start of them being a really great team. Are they contenders? We need to see playoff action to find out. And knock on wood, unless the wheels fall off, it's almost guaranteed. They would have to... The wheels would have to fall off. So bad. That the wheels would have yeah. to fall off. I would love to have somebody tell me, let's make a bet. Because I'd say name the price. I already had bets. That's a crazy thing is I went into the season being like, if the Canucks make the playoffs, I'm happy. I went out and made three bets that the Canucks would, would finish in the top three in the Pacific. Wow. And look at them go. Um, one thing I do want to touch on, uh, I know we're already pushing up against it for time and we have a couple more things we want to get into. The All-Star Game. We both hate the All-Star Game. The fact that Elias Pettersson Pedersen is the only representative of the Vancouver Canucks is insulting. And you know what? Insulting. I didn't know that. I didn't... To Thatcher Demko, Brock Besser, Philip Aronik. Oh, no, sorry. It's not even Elias Pettersson that's at the All-Star Game. It's Quinn Hughes. Sorry, I forgot no. about that. Elias <laughs> Pettersson, Thatcher Demko, Brock Besser, Philip Aronik, and JT Miller. And they're not going to the All-Star Game. 
Honestly, let's stop I... calling it an All Star game and just call it a week off. I um intentionally don't give a shit. <laughs> I and that's the only way I could say it. And I knew they they had in, were going to announce it Thursday. I think it was last week, whatever, Friday, announced, whatever that yeah. day was. And I'm like, I'm not going to read it. Doesn't matter. But now, didn't if my if I heard this correctly, yep. they picked they being the NHL powers that be pick forty players. Now, doesn't the fans get to pick forty players? I don't think it's that many that the fans get to pick. Whatever that there, there is, is, there is a fan vote for PD, Demko, Besser, Ronick, and Miller. But so there will be somebody else. No guarantee because it's a fan vote. the The reason there's a the 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 reason that there's now set names for the fan vote is because the first year they brought out the fan vote, John Scott, because the internet decided to to take a shit on Gary Bettman and the and the All Star game. John Scott. Do you remember John Scott? No, you probably don't. Yes, I do. That was the one where the fans, he was a nobody, and the fans uh, picked him. Yeah, because they allowed you to write in any name, and the internet said, wouldn't it be funny if we could make a mockery of an All-Star game that we already think as fans is a mockery? And we turned it into a mockery. So how how it works this year is 32 players. One for each team. one One player per team. Yep. Mm-hmm. Is picked by the NHL. Yep. And then the uh, NHL Ulster va- fan vote presented by Mass Mutual will begin to select the remaining 12 so, um, players. 12 players. 12 players. Eight skaters and four goalies. Okay. So, and I'm not going to get into it because I, I'm already outraged at it, but go open up the goddamn lists of all stars that are going to this and tell me one of them, one of them. That is, or sorry, find me, find me, twelve players that are better than Elias Pettersson that are going because you can't fucking do it. Well, and the problem is now, is Eastern teams have more a larger fan base. I don't even care. I don't even care about that. I don't even care about that. Why do we need all teams represented in an All Star game? Well, that's and that's the thing, right? It's is, not an all-star game now. All, no. now it's now it's now it's a skills competition. Yes, which I'm cool with. Just don't call it an all-star game. Well, then again, I don't care. I don't. It's 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 a week off at the end of this month. Yeah, I don't care about it. I won't be watching it. Um, I'm not going to give it any more time. It's it's just frustrating to me because every now and again it'll come up on my yeah. my feed, and it's just like it's frustrating to me that. Elias Pettersson, Brock Besser, and JT Miller, who all three of them are at the top of the NHL in points and scoring and goals. Won't be there. More than likely won't be there. Well, because again, it's you got eight skaters. You know most of those skaters are going to be from the East. They have a bigger fan and, base. And, and more... And, and Yeah, it, it, it's ridiculous. But something else that... Someone else that won't be at the All-Star game, who really should be, and it's unfortunate, is Connor Bedard. Um, that was a really terrible segue because, like, not to be made light of, that was nasty injury. Oh. And th- this is the what I didn't want to talk about before we got to this topic. The hit was clean. Let's 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 not. So you're in your and your NHL, you're allowed a forearm to the to the jaw. He did not. I will fight everyone to on the nth degree to this. His arm to the jaw. 
The his kid arm... wears a mask down to here. There's only this much room. He forearmed him right there. If you, you're six foot, right? And you walk into someone who's, say, six five. And their, their forearm hits you in the head because you walk into them and you're not paying attention. Is mm-hmm. that your fault or his fault? Because let's 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 face it. Let's face it. There's a great breakdown from someone we want on the show. The guy we really want on the show, Kevin Bieksa, who broke it down. And I don't know if you've seen it because you'll hate it if you believe that it was a dirty hit. Because Connor Bedard looks down at the puck, then looks back up and gets hit. I'm not the saying... The hit was clean. <sighs> Sorry, I'm trying to find the hit. And I can't. Um... So I'm not going to try. Forearm to the jaw. Not a clean hit. Clean, clean, completely clean hit. It, you can't... So in your NHL, you're taking away hitting. You're taking... He did no. not come... He did not come in like that. How did his forearm connect to his jaw then? Because the guy is 6'3 and Bedard is 5'11. Yeah, no, but he's... That's what's going to happen. Not up like this. It wasn't. It was in his body. With a forearm. Jesus. Crazy people. This we need to if this if this is the case, we should just take out hitting. We should take the IH double IHS rules on on hitting and just take hitting away from the game. Because that if you're calling that a dirty hit, then Kevin Bieksa shouldn't have been in the league. You're like you're like going from one extreme to the other, don't you? What are you talking about? Oh yeah, he definitely was... goes like this to him. Oh my god, it. you are watching. I agree with your dogs. Next, next, you're gonna say that they hit. That you're we're sh- you're showing the aftermath of them fighting. You're not showing the hit at all. Oh, What's send that? me the hit. Send me the hit. No, send no no no. Take, put your phone down. Put your phone Look down. At them. Send... Boom. Put your phone down. Send me that, and I'll play it for everyone on on the cam on on YouTube. Wow, dogs are mad. See, they don't like when you get angry. You got to settle down, dude. If, if that if if you believe if you believe that that is if you believe that that is a dirty hit, we should just take hitting away from from the NHL. Have a kiss. <laughs> because what's going to happen is, oh, I can't touch Bedard now. It's going to be a penalty. We disagree, but so but, you're uh, you're supposed to allow players to skate around you. You're not and supposed make you to look hit like the a head. Then be fucking. Then be the average height of a hockey player and not a normal height of a human. <laughs> oh, so it's Bedard's fault he's short. But you're blaming the guy for hitting him in the <laughs> hitting him in the head when it's because of his height. <laughs> if he hit a normal sized NHL player, that hits him in the top of the shoulder. So easy. Um. Whether it was clean or not, it's horrible for the NHL. Um, it is. It is. Old, old anger and frustration aside from the, stupidity. the legal hit. Um, <laughs> it's horrible, horrible, horrible for the NHL because as you get up on the screen there, the homecoming to Vancouver... And not um, just that, but the the Western road trip. He's not yeah. coming to Calgary. He's not coming to Edmonton. He's not coming to Vancouver. Yeah, I was talking to someone today, and they actually bought tickets 
for the Chicago game just to see Bedard. Yeah. Right? Like, those were the hottest injuries tickets happen, to get. And that kind of injury is going to happen all the time yeah. in the NHL. It, ha- happened, happened in- it has happened in the NHL for 50-plus years. It's happened it will to continue like, to happen in McDavid the NHL. Broke his collarbone in a sec- McDavid broke his collarbone in the second year. Yeah. Right? Like, it's especially when you're a young kid playing in with adults, that's what's going to happen. Like, yeah, exactly. yeah sure, 18-year-old, you're a man. Not physically. You're still growing until you're, like, you're 20, 22. Exactly. So I mean, he's not going to get any taller, obviously, but but he'll um, get bigger. He'll get bigger. Well, which... and he's got to learn that you can't go through the center of the ice in the NHL with your head down. And yes. I've seen him do it a few times, and he's going to get hit because they're going to look for him. Of course they like, are. He's was he's he the... looking to hit Bedard. Of course he was looking to hit Bedard. Was he looking to injure Bedard? I don't think so. I don't. I think it was. He was looking to hit him hard. Yeah, which is fair. That's part of the game. Because Did that's that's as a defenseman, to, that's my ice. Hey, your your job in this game is to hit Bedard every time he touches the puck, probably. Yeah, I I remember. Hard? Yeah, probably. I remember Derek Dorsett uh, talked about it. The the one of the last games before he got injured with a really serious back injury, and never played uh, professional again. He was assigned. You're shutting down Connor McDavid tonight. That's your job. Yes. And he was like, he talked about. It, he's like, that's such a bad of badge of honor because. Not only do does, does the coaches think that your game is good enough to, to defensively slow down that player, but you know you're annoying enough to get under his skin. And that was my job. I came out onto the ice, and my entire job was to find McDavid and stick on him like glue. If he got past me, it was my fault. Yeah. Right? Totally. So that that's what that teams do that to to Pedersen. Yep. Teams do that to Hughes. Like there's Players and the are going first to year Pedersen was in the league, he spent a lot of it on his back because he yeah. wasn't strong enough. Well, guess what? He's now That's the cool. one. I, there, there was a reverse hit. This game, I seen him knock someone down. There, I was going to say, in the, I think it was the first period, there was a reverse hit where Buddy came in and he just stood his ground and reverse hit. And it's like, it's so nice to see because two years ago, he's taking that, he's getting rid of the puck, taking that hit, and we'd all go, oh no. Exactly. But it happens, right? Um... Before we get out of hockey talk, I'm going to move these around. We have the Islanders, Penguins, and Sabres coming up this week. We have the Islanders tomorrow. No travel really involved because we are playing yeah. in New York tonight. And then days off in between games uh, against the Penguins and Sabres. You have them going 9-3-1. and Right now, they're 3-1-0. and So what are the results out of these three games? Ooh, I heard what you wanted to say there. I don't know if I did. I think I'm going to go two and one. They're going to win right. two, lose one. All right, that's fair. But with a great possibility, I'm worried about tomorrow night. Um, to be honest. Yeah, because last um, time De Smith was in net, he he didn't look confident. But I mean, uh, Minnesota played a really good game against the the Canucks. Yeah, there was. It's not even the fact that it's De Smith. It's the fact that it's back to back. Yep. Um. Yeah. There's oh, with no a- travel, but it's still back to back. And, but with a five to three lead early in the third, you probably are resting some of your players. You're not you're definitely Hughes wasn't much. playing his usual fifty-five minutes every game. <laughs> um, so I wouldn't be surprised if they went three and zero. I wouldn't either. I I could honest. also see the the Islanders um, being that game just because again back to back. Yeah. Um, and Penguins and Sabres, they're going to, both going to be close. Like all three games should be good games. This is going to be the road trip to really show. Like, if we could come out 
of this road trip. How many more games in this trip? Is that it? No, there are. Um, sorry, give me one second. I was looking at something. I think there's else. two more. Yeah, so we this is the longest road trip of the season. Seven games? Because um, we went to St. Louis, uh, New Jersey, New York, New York, Pittsburgh, Sabres, Columbus, and then we're back home. So there's okay, so one, one more, more after, after this. Yeah. So, I mean, we could definitely... Whew, I mean, only lose one on the road? If we, if, if we manage to only lose to the Blues, or even if we lose another one in overtime, or even just lose two total on this road trip, we're, you're Hello. laughing. whoop a doo da We're off to the races. Like, if we play at the same pace that we're p- playing at right now, I did the math earlier in the show, we'd be at 110-point pace. Wow. We haven't I had a remember. team break. We, we couldn't break 90 points. Do you remember the? I bet you, if you went back to that very first podcast where we started talking about the Connect season, and we're like, "Well, if they can break 95, 97. I remember. I remember having Matt Sakaris on right yeah. at the beginning of the of the season, and I asked him, "Do you like Tom Lecision's model says uh, ninety four and a half or ninety two and a half points? Do we beat that?" He was frustrated with you on that because he he distinctly said, "Do not ask me that question." No, he said, "Do not ask ask me if we." It, the, he he asked me to not ask a specific question. I worded it in a way that it wasn't that question. And he, he laughed and he went, "That was really <laughs> well done." Um, I forgot we had him on. Yeah, we've had some big names on the show so far this back in twenty twenty three. I said I was going to well, say. I, I was going to say this. I was going to save this for the end of the show, but this is basically the one year anniversary of the show because we started the show next, like Monday. Well, the twelfth is when we started the show because well, we were doing we shows. Have on... our anniversary show next week. Yeah, because we started doing shows on Thursdays originally, and then we mo- we have now moved them to Mondays. Well, it was funny. I was going to ask you why it kept showing up on my calendar for um, Thursday. We were, when we first started, it was Thursdays. Was it really? I don't yeah, remember we cha- that. We changed it from Thursdays because the football schedule came out and there was a lot of Thursday night games. Oh, so we started, right. we moved it to Monday so we could do a recap of the CFL season. Yeah, so that's right. Yeah. And speaking of the CFL season, Ooh, big meetings coming up. Big meetings. Don't, I don't even want to talk about the big meetings. Let's talk about the news that we said would not happen, that there is no chance he would come back to the CFL and we have egg on our face and I will wear it proudly. I have, to, I have to kind of make an announcement because I bet my firstborn child that this was not going to happen. So I don't have a firstborn. I only have one kid now. Love you, Amanda. <laughs> Wait, there, if there's any illegitimate children that are older than 30, turning 31 this year, <laughs> that may or may not be Hughes, please come forward. We do live, um, live in cow, cow, No, shush. <laughs> But yeah, McLeod Bethel-Thompson has officially signed in Edmonton now. There was a rumor there for a couple days before it was official. Did you really put down, is Edmonton a threat now? Look, Edmonton now has a premier, has a premier quarterback who can win games on his own. One of, the best, one of the best in the league starting next year. Like, he will be one of the best in so the league. So why, why is that a, a, a laughable question? Because they need a whole lot more. Some receivers, some receivers would be nice. A defense would be nice. An offensive line, you know, just a few things. Um, offensive line will they be better? I think Edmonton will be definitely in the playoff picture next year. 
to be honest. To me, that's to me that's that's what I consider a threat. Yeah. They're not going to be the Edmonton Elks of this year. No, gosh, no. They're gonna they're going to be contending for a playoff spot. Yep. What I really like is now Trey Ford has a mentor that can um, he can work with. Yes, and right. Um, you look at a lot of our top-notch uh, QBs, they work behind the pro. Yep. Um, Thompson is a pro, right? And and I think it gives that boost to Edmonton and the fan base that, hey, we we have a quarterback now. We have a named quarterback. Betcha they're... Maybe, um, maybe we should go... Started going up. Even that, maybe, maybe, I don't even, not even thinking season tickets. Hey, let's go catch a game and see how good they are. Yeah. And if they oh, are sure. a good team, oh, right. This is why we like going to the CFL games. If um, they put a couple of wins together early in the season. Yeah. Definitely. Which is only, which is best for CFL, right? Like. Oh, yeah. Um, When are the meetings, the uh, GM meetings taking 15th. place? 13th or 15th. 15th? It's this weekend, right? Or is it next week? I think it's the 15th. I think they start on the Monday, next Monday. I'll have to look. It's either the 13th yeah. or the 15th. One of the two. So either either on the 15th, we'll discuss what happened at those meetings. Or on the 15th, we'll discuss what we think they should discuss. On the one-year anniversary of the Hughes Sports Podcast. Ooh. That means this here, excluding our one extra live stream, is episode 52. Now, we haven't released every single episode because we recorded one. <laughs> no, I was going to say, really only 51. Well, no. And then we there was a week that... Yeah, I was saying. Then there was a week there when we were supposed to record something, and we just ran out of time and didn't put anything else. So this is episode fifty. So we um, we'll just call it a one year anniversary. Yeah, yeah. That's why we don't number our episodes. We just put the the what day it is. Um, but yeah. Do you have anything else you want to talk about before we wrap the show up? We've gone over our normal hour. We as normal. Uh, yeah. Let's plug them. As people. Uh, I don't know if most people know, but I haven't been working for a few years due to complications from COVID, but I made the decision to head back and I'm now working at Eastside Kia. If you're looking for a vehicle and you're in the Calgary area, um, give me a shout, Eastside Kia. Uh, You can reach me at khughes at eastsidekia.ca. I'm sorry, the coach meetings... Where head coach meetings were today. Oh. Um, as per the um the Elks Herd, which is another fan podcast yep. that covers the Elks, Trey Ford was not involved or consulted before McLeod Bevel Thompson signing, as per Chris You know, Jones. I heard that and I'm like, Chrissy wasn't. Why, He's a player. Wasn't? He's a player. You go to him and say, Hey, this is before it's broken to the media, and you say, Hey, this is what's happening, but you don't need to consult him. You don't need to consult him. This whole oh, did they consult with Trey Ford before? Did when I was if I'm selling cars, do they consult with me before they decide which car they're going to buy? Do they do all they have to come to me before they do any hiring? You work for a private college. Do they come to you before they hire somebody? Nope. Yeah, of course they don't. Shut the unless, fudge up. Unless you have a personal this, personal relationship with them. Like if Trey Ford and, and McLeod Bethel Thompson were on the same team and there was an argument or there was beef between the two. Then I understand. Then I understand going there and saying, "Hey, this is what's happening. 
are you still on the team or do we need to find somewhere else for you? Suck because up, to me, that's a conversation that should happen. This whole entitled freaking generation. Don't get me started. We have, we're already 15 minutes over. We're going to touch right. base on this next week. Yes, we will touch base because there'll be a bunch more CFL news um, as we celebrate our one-year anniversary. You can also find me and support me in avenues outside of the Hugh Sports Podcast um, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, 6.30 until I sign off on Twitch. I will be streaming. Uh, J-E-H Streams here is the place to find it. You can also find me on Twitter at J-E-H Streams, J-Streams. Um, I play a whole sorts of games, usually hockey-related, usually make a bunch of stupid jokes and just have a good time. So please do come out and support me. You can also support the old man, other than on uh, buying cars and spending thousands of dollars in his spirituality um, business, which is a lot cheaper than buying a new car. That's what I was trying to say. New cars are big purchases. Not everyone's buying a new car every day, but sometimes people should check in with their spirit guides like once a month. That's all I was trying to say. Give me those looks. Carry Where can on. they find you? Where can they find you to do that? Cavelli Chenling on Facebook. Yes, do check that out. You can follow the old man at Old Man HSP on X. Um, Cavelli Chenling on Facebook. You can follow me there as well. Follow the podcast at, H- at HSP underscore pod. Follow us there. Like, subscribe, drop a comment. Do everything you can to support the show if you like what we're doing here. If you don't like what we're doing here, leave a comment and tell us why you don't like us. Um, we won't change who we are. <laughs> we're not going to change anything about it, but like... I, I, like blame Jake, I, I blame Jake's mustache, but that's okay. That's just me. Uh, sir, it's a whole beard. It's just not connected. It's not my fault. I have terrible beard genetics. On that note. On that note, you beautiful people, have yourself a wonderful night and goodbye.